I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin Time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell. What's up, guys? Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> and we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hey guys, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, the Vintage Geek. And well, I guess this is sort of not really a full episode. This is kind of a different thing than what you're used to. Um, well, I guess everything's going to be different from here on out. So a few things have happened. As you might have noticed, we haven't been putting up episodes that often on the podcast and the YouTube channel also. A couple things have really changed. I've really been struggling with things the last year, trying to figure out what's going on since moving from Seattle to Florida. And uh, let's do the podcast first. So, you know, as you may have known, we had a bunch of different hosts that had joined me throughout the time that the podcast has been going, mostly from the Seattle area. And as people have moved away from Seattle, they continued to be on the show. But it seems now that I have moved away from Seattle, it's like they've been drifting further and further apart away you know and uh no fault of me no fault of them it's just uh the way life goes you know when you live in different cities you're living at different time schedules uh you know work life other people your partner you know everything just sort of keeps getting more and more in the way and the times don't match up as often you know, I have to stay up really late in order to record at a reasonable time for people on the West Coast. And, you know, it's it kind of sucks if you're trying to record a podcast from 10 to 11 or 10 to 11.30 at night when the other person is sitting there at 7 o'clock, you know. So <laughs> they're fresh and, like, it's the last thing they're doing for the day. And for me, it's like I've been staying up all night, you know, it feels like, because... Uh, I don't know. As I get older, I just I feel more like I'm I'm happier when I go to sleep around 9 p.m. I don't know why, but uh, you know I generally sleep nine to six, and that makes me the best, feeling the best during the day. So the uh, and then the other thing is surprisingly, getting guests, special guests, and people to come on is a lot harder when they find out you're a Florida podcast. I don't know what the problem is because 
logically, you can listen to it anywhere in the world. So it shouldn't matter where your actual home base is. But when they find out that I've moved from Seattle to Florida, I've actually had five or six people say I'm just absolutely flat out no longer interested. I don't want to do a Florida podcast. And they were like on board 100% when they thought I was a Seattle podcast. So it's kind of a strange situation where Seattle podcasts are cool, you know, but Florida podcasts are mediocre to if not cool at all. <laughs> That's what I've been finding out. But um, so it's getting difficult to get guests. And uh, and then also the second part of the guest situation, I think, would be a little bit easier if they could record at a time that they want to record and not on the weekends, which is what's been, we've been recording on weekends mostly because the other people around the country that are co-hosting with me generally can only record on weekends. And it may, I think it makes it tough for some of these celebrity guests that we've been getting, you know, the actors and things like that, who they work during the week and then they take Saturday, Sunday off to spend with family. So they don't want to come on and record. And, uh, so there are a couple instances, you know, aside from the ones who've said no, there've been a few other no's that have, uh, I mean, aside from the ones who've said no, because I'm in Florida, there's been a few others that have said no, just because the time they don't want to record on a weekend. They want to record on a weekday. And if I was going to record with a celebrity, an actor or somebody, I was kind of like, well, it'd be nice to have some of the co-hosts on just cause they would get a kick out of talking to these people also. But apparently that's not the way things really work in the world. And you've got to be open to recording at like 12 o'clock on a Monday at, you know, at noon Eastern time on a Monday or 2 PM on a Thursday, which I'm okay to record with because my job at Lego allows me to set my own schedule. I'm a merchandiser at Lego now and they basically tell me what they need done in the next two weeks or so. Like, for example, for the for October, they said, this is what we want you to do for October. So I have the whole month worth of plan, and I can just schedule it whenever I want. So I'm pretty flexible as far as my job goes as to when I can record with people. So I've talked it over with my co-host, pretty much mostly Christina, because uh, she's the one who's been on almost every single episode that we've recorded since she came on board as a co-host. And, I mean, her times are really strict and only really on the weekends. So if something matches up where she can record on a weekend with us, we'll have Christina on with a special guest, her and I. But otherwise, I'm flying solo now, guys. I think that the uh, Super Awesome Geek Show is going to turn from a group effort into a solo act. And you will get me, John, your host, the, the Super Awesome Geek, the Vintage Geek. And uh, that'll be that. But what it also means is that this show will now sort of move into probably shorter episodes. Because I'm not going to be... I think the if there's no special guest, I'm not going to be bouncing anything off of anybody. So the conversation is kind of one-sided. It's just me spouting some stuff. So I think what I'm going to do from now on is when I have something to say about a movie or about a toy I picked up or something I've seen around town, I'm just going to record it. And if it's like a five-minute stint, it's a five-minute stint. 
and it's going to just be put out on the podcast as a five minute, hey, I found this thing, it's pretty cool, here's some details about it, and whatever. Or, oh, I saw this movie, whether it was in the theaters, on Netflix, or wherever, you know, and uh, here's what I thought about it. And just shoot that off and put it up there. So what it probably means is if, if, if everything goes the way I think it is in my head, what it probably means is once a week, once every other week, you might get a special guest interview where me and someone else sit down and chat for half hour, whatever. And then maybe daily, every other day or whatever. I don't know how the schedule is going to work out to whenever something pops into my mind that I go, Oh, I think I want to tell everybody about that or, you know, whatever it's going to, I'm going to record five minutes and put it out there. So it could mean more frequent recordings uh, of just little snippets of things that pop into my head or things I found around town or stuff about movies and television or it could mean longer things that I have with guests once in a while that are a little bit less often. But um, hopefully, overall, you should be seeing content more on a regular basis, and it just might be smaller, shorter things. And on the YouTube channel, well, the problem with that has been, well, there's a couple things. Since moving to Florida, I haven't found a good spot to put the standard camera that I was using. I was using a Canon. Everywhere I go, I can't get the lighting right. I can't, there's echoes in certain rooms. The condo that we have down here is just not suited. No room is suited for uh, recording video. For some reason, I'm not happy with the quality of any place I've tried to record in this. And you can kind of see that on a few of the toy review videos, like the lighting is just so wrong. Everything just looks so washed out at times or too dark or there's glares. There's, it's just like, and I don't understand it because it worked perfectly fine in the apartment. You know, I was sitting at the kitchen table in the apartment doing it on the, on the, when I was in Seattle and those things came out fine. Same camera, same lights, same everything. But for some reason in this place, it doesn't work. I don't know if it's the way the light reflects off the ceiling or whatnot. I tried to build like a little box, as you can see in some of the videos, and it still doesn't work. So what I ended up doing was I bought a rig for my iPhone with lights and all this other stuff, and that seems to be working a lot better. The iPhone is a way better device to record on than using a Canon camera. So that's probably how I'm going to go with that when I do toy reviews on there. But, and then lately I've just been doing, just to put some stuff up there, I've been doing video games. My brother and I like to play a lot of things online together on our PS4 systems. So we were playing Battlefield Five, the beta when it came out. We've played Battle, Star Wars Battlefront II. Uh, we've tried out a few other racing games. Right now we're playing MX versus ATV Supercross Encore and uh, having some fun with that. So there's probably one video up about that. There's a few videos up with the uh, Battlefield Battlefield 5 beta. So you can see those up there right now. And uh, yeah, when we get, when Battlefield 5 comes out, we'll probably be doing regular, maybe weekly or every other week, we'll do a live stream of us playing together. 
once in a while for about an hour or so. In uh, one thing, one thing. Speaking of video games, one thing I'd like to ask everybody out there: Does anyone know of a racing game? Now, I don't care if it's cars, trucks, Formula One, off-road, on-road, motorcycles, ATVs, whatever. Like my brother and I have Burnout Paradise. We've got the the uh, Need for Speed series stuff. We've bought some Formula One, like F1 series things i think we got f1 2017 or 2018 no 2017 i think is what we got and we you know i think i mentioned burnout paradise right and a few other driving games and now this off-road atv and mx1 the supercross game you know every single one of them when you play multiplayer it's just you and the person you invite you can have more people on that are just out there real players from the community but the problem is my brother and i don't like to race against random people we don't know we want to race against our friends or ourselves so if it's just my brother and i if it happens to be a day where the only ones who are on that want to play a racing game are my brother and i it's just the two of us in the race it kind of sucks because second place is still last place when there's only two of you (laughs) so we would like to have a racing game and none of the racing games that we've ever seen in recent years this used to be a thing when we had our playstation 2 or various other things where it'd be you and the other person versus like six or seven computer ai vehicles you know and that used to be a thing that used to be every game and nowadays multiplayer is only with other people there's no computer AI in there at all. They should have a way, like like in in uh, like in Need for Speed or even like this MX Supercross game, where when you play multiplayer, like why can't we play the career multiplayer? Like him and I together, just two of us, and then if it, the computer fills in the rest of the slots with computer characters, AI. You know, and so there's not just two people racing around the track. And I, I don't, I just, we just don't understand that. We want to, we want to have a full race of players, but if there's not enough human players, fill it in with computer AI players. So I'm just wondering if anyone knows of a current game that's out today that you can get for your PlayStation 4 that has the good graphics and all the nice details, you know, nothing that's like a, a port like a retro port that's come over because we have seen a couple of retro ports that you know they're from ps2 or even things back to the nes and stuff that have come out but i mean that's not as much fun because the graphics aren't as good we want something modern that you can race multiplayer but also add in a bunch of computer guys and uh yeah so if you have any suggestions let me know but yeah so anyway the podcast will be hopefully more regular. We'll have uh, like short episodes more often interspersed with a longer episode of if we have a special guest or someone that I can interview and talk to, you know, and, uh, and then we will have the YouTube channel probably showing, uh, weekly, if not bi-weekly, um, live streams of my brother and I playing video games and, uh, also, we'll get back into the toy reviews and various other spotlights and showcasing things as, uh, you know, this new, see if this new camera setup works out for that. And hopefully we'll get back on track here as the, as we get into Christmas. All right. 
And uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it's going to go. To give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I did see Hurricane Heist was added to Netflix the other day, and I sat down and watched it and <laughs> laughed my ass off because this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I recorded some thoughts as I was watching it. So, uh, yeah, I'll put that on. Uh, well, I guess I'll put that on right here. And then, um, yeah. All right. So here it is. My thoughts on uh, Hurricane Heist. This is like something I recorded the other day. But it'll give you an idea of what the uh, content will be like coming out. You know, if I want to do a short snippet of something. All right. Here it is. So I saw Hurricane Heist. This is like a movie that jumps the shark. And then they turn around and they're like, hey, we actually lived through that. That was pretty cool. Why don't we turn around and like jump over it again? And then they're like, oh yeah, this was like so much fun jumping over that shark. He almost ate us twice. Let's turn around and jump over him a third time. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The best thing about this movie is every location, when they tell you where they are, blows away in the wind. <laughs> I mean, like, stuff in this movie is so insane. It's so bad that, I mean, not a, I don't think anything in it makes any sense. They bump into a brick wall with a truck and the entire, like, truck explodes. The wall explodes. The building it's attached to explodes. It's like... Why would it explode? <laughs> it made no sense. They poke a hole. They're in the mall. They're sitting there in the mall and the hurricane's going. He's watching his little millibar um, atmospheric watch or whatever. And when it gets down to a certain point, he's like, oh, it's going to create such a suction if we break the windows that everyone's going to get pulled out at like 500 miles an hour. So... They break the window, and yeah, sure, everyone in the whole place gets sucked out of the mall at like 500 miles an hour. They have harnesses on, the two good guys, of course. So they get blown out the window, and they just hang there in the air while everyone else gets sucked out. But somehow his brother is able to hold on. And then when he runs out the doors of the mall, he's perfectly fine. So the wind isn't as bad if, if you're outside as it is if you're inside and there's a broken window which is pulling all the air out. That makes no sense. Have you ever been in a hurricane? <laughs> it was horrible. I just can't get over how bad this movie is and how it keeps getting worse. <laughs> and I mean, it's a typical thing too. The bad guys, they need this girl to open up the vault. She has the only one who has the code. So of course, every single bad guy has a machine gun blowing ammo all over the place. And they're trying to capture her alive so she can put the code in. I mean, one accidental shot is going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't go blowing away someone with a machine gun if you need to capture them alive. <laughs> What's going on here? And they're claiming this is a Category 6 going on 7. There is no Category 7. I'm sorry, that's too far off the scale to even be such a thing. If you know anything about the scale. <laughs> and he goes, the eye wall is like atomic bombs going off. Um... A hurricane has enough force to equal an atomic bomb? I or multiple bombs? He says atomic bombs, plural. <laughs> like so I don't know. I mean that just seems a little ridiculous. 
<laughs> Literally, all this whole movie is ridiculous. But one thing that's realistic in this movie is they do take the time to stop during the madness, the heist, the two good guys. Everyone in there, there's a whole bunch of uh, military guys, which, by the way, they call army men. And, uh, you know, the hostages are in there. Everyone's there. They're, the bad guys are threatening to shoot them if they don't get the money. But they stop to go to the bathroom and eat a bunch of peanut butter and jam sandwiches. So, you know, if you ever wondered, what, when do these guys go to the bathroom or eat during one, you know, any of these kind of movies? Well, this one answers that question. <laughs> it's a very, very important question to answer. You know, such incredible scenes. They really built character at a depth to this film. <laughs> and the hurricane is so powerful during this movie that there is debris flying everywhere. I don't know if they live in the middle of a gravel pit or what, but there's so much debris flying by the camera that you can barely see what the people are doing. And there's like rooftops ripped off. Things are flying everywhere. But of course, in the moment where they come up with the plan and eat their peanut butter and jam sandwiches, there's not a single sound. No wind, no nothing, no debris, nothing shaking. It's just a perfect camera shot. Calm and sweet. <laughs> what? What? I mean, when they step outside, the wind is howling like... It's like a monster, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't even know where they get that noise because it's not a real hurricane noise. It doesn't even sound like wind. It's ridiculous. <laughs> then, oh, just when you think it couldn't get any more unbelievable, this hurricane brings in a wall of water that's higher, taller than a fully loaded cargo ship. Now, if you've ever seen one of these things, each of those containers that are on the cargo ship are over like 12, 15 feet tall. And there's like, you know, they stack them five or six high on that thing. So this, with the ship itself, it's got to be over 100 feet of water. And it comes into Alabama. <laughs> it covers like the entire state. <laughs> and these people are getting, they get washed away with that tidal wave. And somehow live. They live. They just swim. Yep. They'll just swim to the edge. One guy catches a tree. She finds a flotation device. Like a, like a swimming pool seat with your cup holders in it. And she just hangs out. And uh, miraculously, he gets sent right to his truck. Which is totally fine, by the way. <laughs> and two seconds later, everyone's driving around in the water like it's nothing. Like, that didn't even happen. <laughs> what? If that much water came into the town where they were trying to steal the money, all of the buildings would be gone. Everything would be washed, washed away. It's not possible to continue the heist. <laughs> and, while, and while the bad guys are driving around in their truck in this water, they find the, the girl they need course sitting on her floaty you know pool floaty it's, it's probably a blow up uh, mattress but whatever <laughs> so at the same time that they're driving around in a truck okay in this amount of water the brother who somehow miraculously got out i don't know how he would have possibly escaped but he somehow did he's on a boat 
So not only did he escape, but he found a boat, and he's driving around in the water in the boat, you know, a big full-on pleasure boat, <laughs> like fishing boat type thing, and uh, he picks up his brother. He's like, hey, how you doing? Get in the boat. So in one scene, you've got him driving around in a truck in the same water that another scene, someone's in a boat. <laughs> it's horrible. And then, of course, cut to the facility that has the uh, money inside, and there's no water there at all. By the time you get there, it's totally dry. <laughs> so, I guess that must have been 100 miles inland from where the town was. <laughs> Maybe we're supposed to infer that? I don't know. This is so stupid. And another stupid thing. They finally get the girl back. She opens up the vault. And, of course, they kill her partner. Whatever the, well, someone she knows out of the force. <laughs> because they don't need him anymore. But then they don't kill her. You don't need her anymore either. The vault's open. So they let her live so that she could come back at the end and kill the bad guys, of course. <laughs> it's like, I'm ruthless. I'm going to kill your friend, but I'm not going to kill you. Because I want to make you even more mad at me. So you come after me even, like, harder and stuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and then... And then they're in the eye of the storm and they're trying to get away. And you can see the edge of the eye of the storm. And it looks like a pyroclastic flow that's coming off of a mountain. It is unbelievably ridiculous. There is absolutely no way that a hurricane could ever look the same as a pyroclastic flow. Do you realize... What did it do? Did it go over a volcano in Alabama and then like pick up all the the volcanic dust and debris from the volcano exploding and then create a big circular wall? I mean, come on. <laughs> Boy. And then of course, when the eye wall catches up, it sucks up both bad guy tractor trailer trucks. Like just sucks them apart. One blows up, of course. But the good guy one Sucks the trailer up in the air, but then somehow he's able to outrun the hurricane. Now, if the hurricane has like 600 mile an hour winds, like according to this guy, how are they going to outrun it in a semi-truck? I'm sorry, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you can't. And, of course, they do this thing over and over again where when the hurricane's really evil, the wind turns into a skull. Yeah. <laughs> the devil's inside the wind. And then their plan is to drive this semi-truck in the eye of the storm all the way inland until the storm dissipates. And of course, at the end of the movie, it works perfectly fine. They drive off into the sunset. <laughs> into the sunset. Think about that. <laughs> it was so bad. This movie's so bad. It's just, everything about it is horrible. 600 million at 600 miles an hour. This movie will blow you away. You gotta check out Hurricane Heist. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Watch it with a group of friends, and you guys are gonna laugh your asses off. 
<laughs> I'm John. This is Super Awesome Geek Show. We'll catch you later. Well, that was it. My little take on Hurricane Heist. <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, yeah, I'm John, your host, the Vintage Geek, and you can follow us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. And I will, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just cut it out right there. When I have something else to say about something else, I will... <laughs> something else about something else. Anything geeky that comes into my mind, I'll just record it and put it right up. And, uh, yeah, so... Probably see a whole bunch of short stints, a whole bunch of little episode, episodic kind of things. And, uh, yeah, that'll be kind of how the show goes for now. Until I figure out more of how I want to do this solo act and get things going. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. And keep it geeky out there. Autobots, roll out! Oh! Hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!